Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom, and we've helped you lose money for 135 episodes on this sports gambling podcast, where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. We'll see about that. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the win totals for the NFC and AFC North. It's the last of our divisional win total previews, but we still have we still have next week where we're going to do player props and awards and Super Bowls and conference winners, and so this is just the last divisional one, but there's a lot more to go. And of course, we're going to do a recap and a record check at the end of the show because it is our Friday episode. Too many bets this week. Let's get going. Let's start with our best bets for the NFC North. Win totals for the NFC North. We welcome back the Pants Ready Prince to do the last of our divisional win total bets. Pants Ready Prince, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing okay. This is an interesting one to end with. The North on both sides. You know, especially famously the AFC. The AFC North has always been very difficult. There's always been two or three teams that have, you know, always been vying for the top. This year feels a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, the AFC North might be the best division in football over the past, like, mm. 10, 20 years. Yeah. You just consistently, you've consistently had the Steelers and the and the Ravens. Consistently, they have yeah. great systems that year after year show that they can compete. And then now you've got the Bengals that have entered the mix and the Browns that uh, think they have for the past five years, but no, absolutely have not. Uh, sorry, I'm not gonna jump on any sort of Browns bandwagon. <laughs> Oh, no, it's really hard to at this point. But, you know, especially the NFC North now this year is like there is just there's legitimately some bad teams. And we'll see if anybody is actually taking a step forward or there's just a bunch of recessing. So let's start with that. Let's start with the NFC North. Let's start with the Chicago Bears. The over under ah. right now is six and a half. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago Bears. I have a lot to say about Chicago Bears. Where are you going to say, Pants Ray Prince? Um, this is an under. This is an under that I'm jumping all over that I, you know, yeah. I, I would be pretty confident in. Um. I am a Justin Fields non-believer, so uh-huh. for those who are Justin Fields believers, I would just say, hey, this is coming from a non-believer. Uh, the receiving court is, right now, Equinamia St. Brown, Donnell uh-huh. Mooney, and Bro- Byron Pringle. That is the starting three wide receivers right now. That is wow. the grossest starting three wide receivers, I think, in the league. Oh, that's incredible. Especially when you have a terrible offensive line, when you have Justin Fields throwing you the ball, and you know, you know what? Nothing against David Montgomery. I think he's a solid back, but he's not going to take over, and he's not going to win your team football games. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you have an unhappy Roquan Smith on the defensive side of the ball, who basically came out and said, uh, "Chicago does just has no winning culture, and I don't want to be there." Uh, and they have yeah. no interest in fixing it. So, <laughs> what tells me? What does that tell me? It tells me that we're going to see a very bad team this year. Uh, a top five draft pick in 2023. I'm going under. I I am going under too. I can't believe it's this high. This is like Atlanta all over again too. We're just I this this legitimately might be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Um. What doesn't it feel like the Bears have just already given up on Justin Fields? They barely gave him a full year with a very bad team around him, and they're like, ah. I don't think so. You're like, oh, really? Because they have one of the worst lines in the football. And so every play, he's just going to be running for his goddamn life. And so they just didn't improve the situation around them. They let Allen Robinson walk at free agency. They decide to add Byron Pringle and Velas Jones, a third-round pick. And the Bears are obviously, you know, obviously the line is just garbage too. Like, I, there is not a lot to, good, to feel good about. And I, I honestly, I don't even know if I like Justin Fields either, but it feels, 
I feel bad for him. I feel like they didn't even give him a chance and they're already moving on. And he's just going to, he's going to get a year of punishment here under six and a half all day. And so much so that I really like them to have one of the, if they could get the worst record in the league, that would be plus 800 as a bet. Ooh, that's yeah. That's I know. Usually, usually those numbers are spread really thin about worst record. Like you'll have the Texans and the Jets and the Falcons, and they're all like plus three hundred or something like that. But then all of a sudden, you start moving outside of that, and the Bears are plus eight hundred, kind of around just under where the Seahawks are. So interesting is there as well. Ooh, double. I know. I know. All right, so let's go to from one losing franchise forever to another losing franchise forever. Let's go to the Detroit Lions at six and a half. Six and a half. You know what? You you get on hard knocks, and everyone has a lot of goodwill about you. You have Dan Campbell spouting off like like he's a Spartan or something like that. Some like really threatening messages about other teams and everyone's like you know what i kind of like this detroit lions team do you like this detroit lions team Panzer um Prince? so i haven't seen the new hot knocks yet because uh dazin is or sorry dazone just makes it absolutely impossible to watch it they just don't carry it why not they have all the ones from like the early 2000s but they don't want to do the new ones <laughs> fantastic that being said i am a big dan campbell fan and i do like what he's bringing to detroit i mean detroit's been so lowly for like literally 30 years so Never. 40 years 50 years 60 years so yeah. you know th there is no animosity there and you want to cheer for them now you've got a guy like jared goff who i think has become the needle has moved on him so far that he's so far underrated now yeah he's yep. a capable quarterback uh you're giving him weapons and this weapon i know he's not going to stop the season he might not show up till week three week six but jameson williams i am so excited to watch this guy play yeah. football him and deandre swift spearheading this offense for the next however many years i'm very excited about detroit and then i mean how can you talk about detroit without talking about aiden hutchinson he's going to be so excited mm. yeah i'm taking the over i'm jumping on the bandwagon I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I think I'm also taking the over. I, I can't. This team was 3-13-1. And, and that one, by the way, a very interesting win. But 3-13-1. Uh, you know, like here, but there's a lot to believe that that was an, an, actually an unlucky score and they should have won way more many games. One score games, they were 2-5. and five. We know how I feel about one score games here. The Pythagorean wins over expected was minus 1.9, which is fourth worst in the league. And their adjusted games lost due to injury, third worst. There's a lot of reasons we should believe that they did get better. You know, they, their line just keeps getting better. They're going to have one of the better lines in football by this time next year. Aiden Hodgson joining should instantly impact a defense that ranked 29th in DVOA last year. Their defense was garbage. Uh, it's still a below average unit. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's whatever. But if, given Detroit was already able to play like a five or six win team last year with a really bad defense, bad one score luck and injury luck, I, I like the value we're getting on the lines this year. I think I'm going to go over as well. Let's potty. I think that's the move here. It's fun. It's uh, fun. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. And if they can if they can figure out the defense and all of a sudden get some level of quarterback play whatsoever, then all of a sudden you're like, man, this team could actually be okay, mm -hmm. which is a really weird thing to say because you haven't mm -hmm. said that often in Detroit. All right, let's move over to Green Bay. Green Bay Packers, an interesting number at 10 and a half right now. Ooh, where are you going to go with this one? It's too low. It's too low. This is yeah, yeah. over. Uh, your, your team has Aaron Rodgers. Stop giving him the disrespect. I know you. everyone's crying about the receivers around him and, oh, who's it going to be? Mm. It'll be someone. It, it, It'll be somebody. You have Aaron Rodgers on your team. This is a 11-12 win team every single year. As long as he's under center, this is easy. This is quick. Over. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It actually it opened at 11 and a half and dropped down to 10 and a half. And like, yeah, salary cap issues led to Devontae Adams having to part. That's fine. It's a huge loss. Like, don't get me wrong. And Sammy Watkins might not even be on the team. So I don't even know why we keep mentioning him. But there's there's interesting players all over the place. And I really do think they're just going to be running the ball a lot more. And the biggest thing that we're going to be talking about is that their defense is incredible. It's one of the best defenses in the whole league. And that's why they keep investing picks into it instead of picks into uh 
uh, wide receivers. But nonetheless, that defense is going to be really good. Aaron Rodgers is an incredible player. A ten and a half feels insane. This kind of feels like we're talking about the Chiefs again, where we're going like, yeah, exactly. what the hell are we missing? Yeah, like, I, I don't really understand this. It's stupid. This league is... This league is built on quarterback play. And yes, you could say whatever you want about the playoffs about Aaron Rodgers. But the regular season, he's been very consistent. At 10.5, I am going over all day, too. Yeah, I'd even take it at 11.5, I wouldn't even blink. I would. Absolutely. I was already looking at 11.5 when it opened up. And yeah, 10.5, cakewalk. Absolutely. Speaking of cakewalks, Minnesota Vikings. Man, there is a lot of famous losers in this this division. This is insane. Yeah, I mean, famous loser. And now, so hold on a second. Minnesota has kind of turned into the excitingly average team of the <laughs> NFC. They are constantly, oh, they could be exciting. They, they're, they're fun to watch, but they're yeah. average. And I don't no, think absolutely. that changes this yet. <laughs> no, and the, the win total is at nine and a half. You know what's so funny? That you, it is so true that like that is that is Kirk Cousins. You're describing the Minnesota Vikings. You're describing Kirk Cousins like, hey, he is really average. And you say that very positively, and it's true. He is. He's incredibly, incredibly average. Excitingly well average. Yes, he is. Oh, that first half, he's gonna be look like a fucking world beater. He's gonna be incredible, and then he'll cough it up eventually. So nine and a half. Where are you gonna go there with that one, Pantsery Prince? Um, I'm probably not gonna touch this one if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. but I would go lower if I had to pick. I, I think Minnesota comes in right at nine wins. I think that's a good number for them. I I mean, yeah. this is a fine team. I don't think they're going to step up and, and, and make that double digit win. I guess that tier of teams, I, I could see them sliding into a seventh or sixth wildcard position, but that's about it. I would see, I would say that's the ceiling. If they, mm-hmm. you know, go on a run and, and go 11, 10, 11 wins, that's a huge, huge, I think, step up for them and something yep, I yep. wouldn't expect but you know they're fine they're fine I, yeah they're fine yeah I guess the problem is their their defense might be pretty bad especially losing Mike Zimmer which you know you can everyone can have a lot of opinions on Mike Zimmer and he was there for a very very long time but you know he he made their defense acceptable mm-hmm. you know the, the the difference we're going to see obviously with Kevin O'Connell coming in who's a Sean McVay disciple is that their offense is going to take a big step forward because there's so many weapons on this offense we can make fun of Kirk Cousins all he wants but he's going to get 4,000 yards oh yeah he has Justin Jefferson he has Adam Thielen Dalvin Cook's incredible and they have a good backup too so like there's a lot of reasons to think oh they're going to put up a lot of points here this is gonna be really exciting it's just to see the the only the only thing that makes me I, I agree with you this is probably a pass for me as well because god god if I know but is that you could see them getting 10 pretty easily because I don't believe as good as Green Bay is going to be in my mind. I don't think they're going to be 14 wins, right? So let's say they win 12, okay? And the Detroit wins six and a half to seven. Okay, let's give them seven. And Chicago wins five. Well, there's a, that's a huge amount of wins being left in this division for somebody to be taking. And I would just be shocked if they get eight or seven. So, I man, it might be a pass, but it might be a lean over for me, actually. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's, purple over there. <laughs> the only thing interesting about the Minnesota Vikings, I, you know, I shouldn't say that. I just I've been burned by them so many times that I have this like now negative feeling towards this team, even though they have one of the best young wide receiver prospects like ever. Like he's incredible, and they have they're going to put up a ton of points. It'll be exciting to watch. And yet I'm like, eh, yawn. Eh, turn the on the TV. That, yeah, they're so fun to watch. And then oh wait, they only have eight or nine wins every single year. Yeah, I uh, it's, well, it's and it, you stare at it in the first round for like Dalvin Cook, and you're like. Yeah, I don't know. That's me every year with the Vikings. I just can't believe it. (laughs) All right. So there's the NFC North. Those are our picks. We'll get to our best bets at the end of the thing, but we'll do that right after the break. And now a word from our sponsor, BetStamp. Here at Losing Money, we always talk about the importance of line shopping. You have to make sure that you're getting the best number possible. And minus 110 is a lot better than minus 130 when you're hypothetically making money, which is complete hypothetical for me. 
If you use the BetStamp app, you can just see all the numbers, find the right one, click on it, and be taken to the book right then and there. Also, do you have a bet that you want to move off of or trying to acquire a pick at a number that you missed out on? You can buy and sell picks with full transparency. Plus, they don't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, you know, we post all of our picks at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, every day. But if you want to track how we're doing, I could give you a, a quick preview. We're losing, baby. Or other bettors that you see online, you could track their record through the app as well. All that and more, download the BetStamp app today. Win totals for the AFC North. All right, we're back. And we're going to be doing the AFC North this time in a much more interesting division, much better teams, and one team I'm dreading talking about. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Their win total right now is at 10.5. This is a popular team right now. Lots of money being put on the Baltimore Ravens. What do you think of Panzer Right Prince? Uh, I'm going to join the popularity. I think the Baltimore yep. Ravens are going to win the AFC North. Uh, this isn't over for me. You could easily see Lamar Jackson win another MVP this year. Yep. He was that yep. good. You have the strongest rushing attack in the league because of Lamar Jackson. Jake yeah. Dobbins is going to be healthy. I, You know, you look at the wide receiver room and you're like, there are questions there because beyond Rashad Bateman, who you have, and he is, you know, he was just a rookie last year. But with Bateman and with Andrews, I'm like, this offense is just going to fucking cook every single yeah. week. Yeah. The defense is solid. What a good system. Baltimore is class of the NFL in terms of every single year being hard to beat. This is an over for me. I yeah, I I I don't, you know, usually I I run away from popular picks and everything, but I am taking the over all day. I I love them for the division. I like them to conference championship bets. I like Baltimore all over the place. You know, cuz they were really not bad last year and they had everything go wrong for them mm -hmm. last year. They had by far the worst injury luck by a wide margin. And that gives us like a really nice buy low right now. Trading away Marquise Brown. Who the hell cares? Yeah. Like, I love this idea that like Marquise Brown was some kind of world beater. Oh, okay, cool. Rashad Bateman's going to step right in and be the exact same player. And the other one too is Lamar Jackson in a, in a, contract year in which he is negotiating himself it's him and his mother which if not completely a bad idea is adorable in a slight way too so <laughs> i just think he is going to be absolutely on fire uh mark andrews you know keep going the defense is great they signed marcus williams who is a great young safety from new orleans and they dra drafted kyle hamilton from notre dame who might be the most talented player in the draft like Baltimore just always does this where they keep, especially in the draft comes around every time and you're like, Oh yeah, they got the best player still. How did the yeah. hell did that happen? Like even getting Linda bomb, like the center in the 29th pick or whatever it was like, Oh yeah, right. Of course. Well, yeah. They filled the Baltimore again. Yeah, of course it's a Raven thing. And they got a great head coach. So like, I don't understand this. I'm taking over 10 and a half. This is another one. Like they would have to have a, you know, this is a lightning strike twice kind of in the same area thing where they would have to have the exact same thing happen in the second straight year for, for them not to get over 10 and a half. Easy. Easily. Yeah. There we go. So this one, I remember you and I spoke after the Super Bowl and we talked about the Cincinnati Bagels and we both looked at each other and said, okay, whatever happens next year, we have to take the under, we have to fade them like crazy no matter what. And yet here I sit with you and say the over under is nine and a half and I don't know what to do. What are we going to do about the Cincinnati Bagels? So it's so funny because yeah, early in the off season, I was like, you know, Cincinnati is going to take a huge step back. I could see them not making the playoffs. You know, what a, what a Cinderella year that was that we're never going to see mm. again. Um, but looking at them now that we're pretty close to the, the regular season, I was definitely coming at them with too much. That being said, I do still think they're going to take a step back. I, yeah. I love that offense. So exciting. I truly think Joe Mixon is going to have an unbelievable year. I think mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. Joe Burrow getting smarter and more experienced, he's going to know when to check down more often. And I think the volume that Joe Mixon is going to see is going to be way high. 
We know what Jamal Chase can do. We know T. He, I just said T. He Higgins. We know, <laughs> T. He, we know T. Higgins is solid. I, Travis Boyd, you know, this could be the best yeah. one, two, three receiving, receiving. Oh, yeah. Yep. However, the defense is not good. I, I don't believe they're good. I still think they're in the bottom half of the league. They have a good rush defense, but they have a terrible pass defense. I don't don't yes. know if they've done enough. Nine and a half. Ugh, I could totally see them winning 10. I could totally see them missing the playoffs. I'm going to – I got to say something. So I'm going to go over because I'm going to bite my teeth. <laughs> Uh, and it's the max is, though it, it's literally the max there's no oh my god i need to do the memento thing where i need to tattoo things onto my arms so i don't forget them ever and like honestly one of the other ones is like derrick henry will never fade off like he'll be good forever and i every year i come into the next season going this is probably the season where he like he's not that good and then he'll crack off another yeah. two thousand yards and i'll be like oh right okay i don't it's know it's like every about. year with tom brady trying to just say that oh this is the fall-off year Exactly. Exactly. And this is, I'm trying to learn my lesson. I am going to take the under and I am going to take a small bet on them not to make the playoffs. But, and it's only because they're so talented. Jamar Chase is incredible. Joe Burrow is incredible. But like they took the, they took teams by surprise last year. And I think especially in their defense, I don't think they'll have that luck two years in a row. I also think their head coach is bad. And I understand that they just made the Super Bowl. I understand all of this. I don't think their head coaching is very good. I don't think their defense is very good. And if you don't think their defense is very good, especially their linebackers, which might be one of the worst linebacking groups, mm -hmm. like bottom five in the whole league. I, I just... I, I got to take the under because the other one is everyone goes, well, they improved their offensive line. They side Ted Karros and Alex Kappa and Leo Collins. Like they all of a sudden are the purple people eaters or something like that. Like, oh my God. Yeah. You wouldn't believe who they got. Like none of these guys even made a pro bowl. Like it's, it's, I just let's everyone pump the brakes. They'll be good for a very long time. I just don't know if it'll be this year. I don't think they're going to recreate the magic again. I'm going to take a slight under for the nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to you say that and you're convincing me to just <laughs> do that too. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is one of those ones I'm not confident about. If you haven't uh, no. tell, <laughs> yeah. This is if I say slight in any way, like slight over, slight under. That also means pass. Do not listen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, speaking of don't know what I'm doing or don't want to do anything, the Cleveland Browns are at eight and a half. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, eight and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm taking the under. Let me just stop by saying I'm taking the under. Sure, I sure. There you go. truly do love Jacoby Brissett and I wish uh -huh. him all the best and want him to succeed because I think, you know, he is just a great locker room guy who, who sure. really treats the game and approaches, approaches the game in a great way. Uh, that being said, I don't think he's very good. Um, so uh, he's going to have to stop for 12 weeks unless we see Jimmy Garoppolo in a Cleveland Browns uniform. Um Ugh. Everyone has always said the the Browns, you know, okay, let's let's disregard the quarterback drama they have right now, but everyone sure. talks about the team as a solid team because yes, I think mm -hmm. we do have a a lot of star power on defense. Yeah. But if we look on offense for a second, I, I don't know, like Amari Cooper hasn't been your number one wide receiver for, for a while now. Yeah. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is your number two. Cleveland has never really been able to establish a tight end position, whether it's been Bijoku no. or Austin Hooper. I mean, yes, we know what Nick Chubb can do and the volume he's going to get. He is solid. I just, yeah, he's everyone great. looks at these guys like as Super Bowl contenders. Give me a fucking break. And I know now that, you know, Deshaun Watson is not going to be there for 20 mm -hmm. games, even when he comes back. Absolutely not. I'm going under Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns, you disgust me. 
Yeah, honestly, I've been like a weird like under like cheering for Cleveland the last couple of years because I always feel this kinship of being a Buffalo Bills fan and being a Cleveland fan where you've just sucked forever. So, you know, like there's a, there's a, some camaraderie in that. But man, did they lose all their goodwill. Yeah. They lost all their goodwill by wildly overpaying for Deshaun Watson, defending him, lying. Like, I don't think there's any way around it by saying like, oh, we, we talked to everybody. And they're like, no, they didn't. And like, oh, great, cool. Um, so like, I just, you lose all that goodwill, eight and a, eight and a half. I don't know. Yeah, their defense is pretty good. Yeah, there's, they've got one of the best lines in football. So that's going to help any by any backup quarterback play um or run the ball like crazy but like i don't know i don't screw them i'm gonna bet under i don't know i don't exactly. bet with your heart fuck them i'm gonna bet under yeah i mean what they showed in the offseason is that they have become the most unlikable team in the league by a wide margin and i'm jumping on that shit like oh yeah break. so absolutely under under I'm right there with you. Under for both of us. There we go. And then we get to the last team here, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think, to be honest, one of the more interesting teams that we could be talking about in this whole thing because you are battling logic versus past experiences. You are battling the Steelers and Mike Tomlin always having at least a 500 winning record versus a team that is regressing and doesn't have a very good quarterback position and doesn't have a very good line and all these kind of things. And their over-under right now is 7.5, which is as low as it's been in over 25 years. Pants right, Prince. What are you going to do? Yeah, uh, what you just said is literally what I have written down. I, this is a team that could be, you look at that team and then you're like, are they rebuilding? Like, we had, yep. there are so many questions. We don't even know who's going to be the starter on week one. They just announced that Trubisky's going to start the third preseason game, but mm-hmm. how long is that going to keep itself up for? Uh, that being said, it's Mike Tomlin and it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably one of the greatest systems in the NFL. Yep. I am not touching this one at all. No, I have I... no idea. There are too many questions. This is a good team, a good system with an absolute unknown in the most important position in football, yes. uh, which yes. is why it's it would be an ill-advised pick. It would be a dot throw. Uh, if I had to dot throw, let's say over because, yeah, it's the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers, and they're probably going to prove everyone wrong every single year. That being said, I'm not touching this one. It's There's too many questions. I honestly, I don't blame you. You know, I at the seven and a half is so much lower than I thought it'd be. I thought we were going to definitely be talking about an eight and a half. And then you're kind of like, mm, I don't know. I think seven and a half, I'm going to lean under as well. I'm, I, excuse me, at seven and a half, I'm going to lean under, which is crazy. Since starting in 2007, Mike Tomlin's never finished under 500. He finished eight and eight three times, but never below 500. So, yes, I might be betting against history here. But last year, they went eight, two, and one in one possession games. Eight, two, and one. And I could, I could, you, I got like nine bullet points here where I could read you how they won games last season and it would blow your goddamn mind. Like they won 15 to 10 against the Browns and when Cleveland turned over the ball twice inside of Pittsburgh's 30 in the final two minutes of the game. Do you know, like they, they got, uh, they beat the Titans 19 to 13 thanks to a four over turnover battle where Tennessee outgained them 318 to 168. There is, they are littered with games like this all last season where you go, wait, how did they win? And if it was one win like that, you'd be like, how did they win that? And now there's like eight of them. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they had the record that they did. This has to, the, you, yeah. the receipt's got to come to cash eventually, right? I, I mean, you say that, but again, Tom Brady is still playing really good football. <laughs> so fuck. <laughs> I don't know what, how many children Mike, Dom, Mike Tomlin promised to the devil, but like he is getting wins that I just cannot believe. So like, and you know what? Maybe I should not go against that. Maybe I'm just testing my own luck by doing that. Yeah, it's yeah. You know what? It's just it's too hot. This one is too hot. I, I'm I'm accepting defeat on this one, and I don't know. 
This has been by far the most I don't know or leaning or passing uh, episode that we've done in all of our previews so far. You know what? Maybe it's because, you know, we're days away and we just got the yeah. jitters here and we're like, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's coming to that first week. You're going to have to look at lines and stop making bets. And week one is just too hot. Oh, uh, yeah. It's 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 becoming real now. We're going to be betting real money on these ones. So speaking of real money, what are the best bets that you're going to be making on these last two uh, divisions that we talked just talked about? Uh, the under on Chicago is a no-brainer for me. Yep. The over on Green Bay is a no-brainer for me. Uh, not touching Minnesota. I'm going to sprinkle some on the Detroit over just because why not? It's a it's a feel-good uh, rah, rah, rah root for. Uh, <laughs> we go over to the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens over is a no-brainer for me. I'm probably not touching the rest of them, if I'm being honest yeah. I'm not going to blame you. I, this is the smallest amount of actual best bets that I have. I'm going to take Chicago under and Baltimore over. That's all I'm going to do. Oh, wow. And, and, and both, both of them, I love. I love those numbers. So, like, th- those are going to be bigger bets. But nonetheless, those are the two bets that I'm going to be doing there. So, Panzerati Prince, we got one more of these where we're going to be talking about some player props and some Super Bowl bets and championship bets. Oh, and then we're yeah. actually talking about real football. Real oh, football. Yeah. So exciting. Oh, my God. It's almost here. We're so excited. So thank you so much for coming on again. And we will talk to you next Friday. All right. You take it easy. Recap. Here are the picks that we made on this episode. I am taking the under Chicago six and a half and the Baltimore over nine and a half. That feels like cake to me. That's way too easy. The Panzerati Prince is taking Chicago under, Detroit under, Green Bay over, and Baltimore over. There you go. Do what you want with that. Fade the Panzerati Prince or join them. Record check. You know, there's some weeks... Where you're like, yeah, this is going to be fine. I'm, I'm curious how we did. Uh, record check. Uh, here we go. Let's go. Uh, oh, okay. It was an okay week. That's pretty good. And then there's other weeks where you walk into it and going, God, I do not want to talk about this. Oh, my God. Guess what kind of week I'm having? Last week, we had the gambler on for episode 134, and we talked about UFC 278. What those equal, I'm not too sure. I'm not that good at math. But we did talk about Kamaru Usman, and we did talk about Leon Edwards. And boy, what a card that came out to be. You know, there were the two other picks that we made. We made the Marab Dishfali fight uh, against Jose Aldo. And then we also had the Paula Costa fight versus Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold. And, you know, I, I, you, I made it very clear. I did not like the Costa-Rockhold fight going into it. I did not think it was very interesting. And then the more and more people were like, hey, that fight was pretty good. No. No, it wasn't. Get out of here. Both fighters you may never see in the UFC ever again. I don't think that fight was very good. And on top of that, we lost for both picks. We had Costa via KO and TKO, and he won via decision. Did we have Luke Rockhold trying to kiss him and rub his blood all over him in the last 10 seconds of his fight? No, and we should have. That probably odds probably would have been pretty good on that one. But, you know, say la vie. I don't want to see those two fight ever again. That was awful. Moving on. The only other fight that was pretty good was the Jose Aldo Marab Dishvali fight, like I was saying. And you know what? Marab Dishvali, I don't care how many times I say it, I'm going to get it wrong every time. Devash Vili. Devash Vili. If you had told me before the fight, and we had Devash Vili, hey, there we go. Uh, we had him before that. We had him in everything. We had him via decision. We had him to win. We had him in parlays. And he won. And that's fantastic. Why aren't we really happy about this? Well, because if you told me before that he was going to go 0 for 19 in takedown attempts against Jose Aldo, something that we laid out with the gambler very clearly, that Jose Aldo's got incredible takedown defense. Devash Vili needs to get takedowns to win. Uh, and he goes 0 for 19. You're like, well, that was a pretty clear loss, right? No, somehow Devashvili wins, and he still wins via decision, so we win on everything on that one. That's really good, but still feeling kind of weird about that one. Like going to the gym drunk. It's weird. And in the main events, you know, what more do we need to talk about? Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman. 
Kamara Usman, stunning uh, loss in the middle of the fifth round when Leon Edwards kicks him right in the head. Uh, it reminds me of that Dominic Cruz fight that we were winning also as well because we had everything via decision. We had the fight to go to, de- to decision. We had Kamara Usman to win via decision. And for the most part, we were completely correct. Rounds two to four were very comfortably for Kamara Usman. And we were well on our way to a victory. Leon Edwards' left leg had a, had another story. And uh, and eventually we do lose because Kamaru Usman was knocked unconscious and is no longer the champion and no longer the pound-for-pound pound king. Now, I will say, some people are like, that's the greatest upset of all time. Well, no, it's, it's not. It really isn't, though. Leon Edwards won the first round. So it's really hard to sit back and go like, oh, yeah, that was just such a dominating performance. Now, I will say Kamaru Usman was cruising to a victory, even in his mentality. You could tell he he took his foot off the gas and he cruised. <laughs> he was just waiting for the decision. He was like telling the, waiting for the judges to fill out their cards already. Like he was done. Um, but it's not one of the greatest upsets of all time. I'm sorry. This is not even the biggest odds on this card. You know, we're seeing a lot of this like, oh, there's big upsets now. Is there? I feel like the, there was the Pena uh, Nunez upset. That's a really big one. This one is whatever. He was a minus 350 uh, favorite. That's not even that gigantic. He's not even the biggest favorite on this card. He's the fourth biggest favorite on this card, for God's sakes. So that one doesn't really clip for me. And then the other one that we always talk about, especially as Kamaru Usman is chasing George St. Pierre for the Walter Waite, you know, best of all time, or a goat. I hate that expression. I always think about the Matt Sarah george St. Pierre fight as one of the most surprising upsets of all time. And I think it's the most surprising upsets of all time, and not biggest upsets of all time or anything, is because it's kind of a fluky kick it kind of hit him in the back of the head and he was kind of moving the wrong way and whatever it was just one strike and oh my god flash knockout like I said you know Edwards had kind of won a round already and if you hear the corners that he they were baiting him into that kick they knew that Usman was bailing out right and you know they were trying to bait him out to it so like it was kind of a cleaner not well earned but just logical victory that Edwards yes as an underdog and yes as a plus 5,000 live odds favorite in the fifth round you know, there's no reason to bet him, so you shouldn't do that. And if you won money on that, you're an idiot. But at the same time, no, okay, Edwards did beat him. I totally get that. So I don't see this as like a tremendous thing. And you know, also, we're walking our way into the most boring trilogy of all time. Because I imagine this is going to be the same thing where Usman's just going to wear him around. And, you know, because we brought up Nunez earlier, it's the same thing where it's like, oh, crap, now Nunez and Pena have to fight again. <laughs> and then you get that kind of great fight where Nunez just beats the hell out of her for five straight rounds. You're like, oh, cool. Glad we got to see this. Now we get to see Usman Edwards for the third time. Usman's probably not going to take him lightly. He's probably going to swing like crazy. He's probably going to walk himself into a f- fifth round decision and keep his head covered for the fucking fifth round to tell you that and I just like oh okay another $75 pay-per-view fantastic I just I whatever it's a great upset it's shocking in the moment but afterwards you're like okay I think we can all predict what's gonna happen in the third fight maybe am I am I being bitter yes probably I'm a very bitter human being and I lost money on this and Usman (laughs) Usman deserves me some money here because we lost on the parlay with him and Tavashvili we lost on the him going to decision and the fight going to decision in general so that did suck but eh, say la vie I guess so for the episode, we went two and four for a minus three units. Okay, minus three units. Hey, what are you going to do? We'll swallow that. Two and four, not so bad. We were just very barely going five and one on that one. So, eh, eh, what are you going to do? Minus three units. Now we go over to at losing money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, free daily picks. And if you check our bet stamp public profile, you already know we had a bad week. Bad week, right? Let's, let's, I mean, I haven't revealed the number yet. I, I'm going to look. To my left, I'm going to slide my eyes over there and go, yep, we went two and eight. Ooh, 
two and eight. That's not good. Oh, God, minus five units. So for minus eight units as a total for the week, ugh, brutal, just awful. I am I am just coasting right now. I'm a Kamaru Usman right now, coasting in the fifth round until the NFL season, and baseball is the Leon Edwards leg right to the side of my head because, oh, my God, that sucks. So fade me. Like fade me. That's all I can tell you. Whatever my picks are, go the opposite because the hell do I know what's going on? I am waiting for football season, which brings me to next Friday. We'll be discussing our player props, season long picks, championship picks, and much more in our final NFL preview episode until we get to actually talk about actual football games. And I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am for that. Please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on either Twitter or Instagram wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you so you can help support the podcast. We'll be back on Friday next week to lose money on the NFL futures again with the Panzerati Prince. So many bets. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!